Hi, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors. Here at Fertility Warriors HQ, we believe in three things, grace, grit, and gratitude. We don't believe you have to be perfect to fall pregnant, but we do believe that you need to place yourself and your well-being at the top of your priority list. I'm your host, Robin Birkin. For some people, trying to conceive is a cakewalk. I was not one of those people. My journey was years in the making and included IUIs, IVF and a miscarriage, as well as many, many tears before we fell pregnant with our first child. Now I'm the author of the book, Screw Infertility, and the founder of a 12-week mind-body fertility program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. I'm here to help you not only navigate these waters, but to help you feel like a badass in the process. My superpower? Helping Taipei women find calm, confidence and happiness in their journey. I'm a little woo-woo, a lot straight shooter, and I swear like a sailor. Sorry, Mum. I've never turned down a bowl of mashed potato, and if you like salt and pepper, mm, I think we'll get along just fine. So hit that subscribe button and tune in for tips, advice, and real talk every week. I promise you, I'm not daggy. Okay, maybe a lot daggy, but subscribe anyway. Enough small talk, let's do this thing. Welcome back to another episode of the Fertility Warriors. Before we start, I wanted to jump in and say two things. The very first thing that I wanted to say is a massive thank you. I looked into my like Apple iTunes reviews just the other day and I've had so many lovely reviews from you. So thank you so much. And if you haven't left a review yet, please do. Seriously, they make my day so much. But not only that, if you have found this podcast helpful in any way, then your gift to other fertility worries, you might not be like me and want to go all out and share your journey and things like that. But going in and leaving a written review of a podcast helps other people see that podcast. It helps iTunes say, do you know what? This is actually, you know, something that is helpful in the world and pushes it out there to more people. So a huge thank you to everyone who has recently left reviews and also to ask you if it's possible if you have a spare minute to go in and leave a written review. The other thing that I wanted to let you know is that the doors are currently open to my program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. So it's a 12-week mind-body fertility program. Seriously, I don't know anything out there that is like it. We have Uh, like a series of four custom yoga classes. We have a series of four Pilates classes. We have a whole bunch of meditations, the most beautifully designed affirmations you've ever seen. But more than that, it's a really in-depth 12 weeks of me going through and walking you through different tools that can be completely life-changing, not just in terms of infertility, but in terms of gaining clarity, self-awareness, confidence, um, relationship tools that can support you through whatever the further hiccups are going to be in your life. And I think it's just so important, like if any of you have worked with life coaches before, maybe you've done similar stuff, it might not have been related to infertility or specific to infertility, whereas this program is, but really like in all of the coaching and programs and learning that I've done, 
it has just helped me cope with the different challenges that I've come up against in life. And it has helped me gain clarity on the direction that I want to move forward. There's so much self-awareness, like it's really a process of going deep into yourself. It's a process of really looking at like, am I self-sabotaging myself? Am I doing things that serve me best? Do I need to just stop and reset and take a step back and then figure out what I really want? And to help you walk along you on that this journey is my honour to everyone who has joined the program. If it has gone from leaps and bounds in the last, well, particularly this year, and research out there has shown that one study showed that 76% of women going through IVF showed significant signs and symptoms of anxiety and then to have someone there to try and hold your hand and give you some tools to help you cope with that I think is just invaluable and also to let you know that if that's how you're feeling that's really normal like you're the same as 76 other percent of other women going through infertility but because it's normal just because it's normal or common doesn't mean that you have to feel that way or doesn't mean that there's nothing you can do about it. And so anyway, thought I'd let you know the doors are open as I'm recording this. So by the time that you jump in, they might be closed, but we open the doors pretty regularly, probably once every couple of months. And so if you would like to jump on the wait list and people on the wait list basically get like first dibs at jumping into the program and they get like an email before we officially open the doors and a whole bunch of little like bonuses and stuff like that. But to jump on the wait list, head to robinburkin.com slash warrior and you just have to enter your name uh, and details. But if you'd like to find out more about the program, that's where you can definitely go to do that. So today I wanted to talk about, you know, feels like, like, should I get my hopes up? I don't want to get my heart broken. You know, what's the deal with feeling positive all the time? All of that kind of stuff. And I'm going to figure out what to title this soon. But this is basically a a post that I wrote in the secret Facebook group that we have for people who are part of the intensive. And it can kind of be a bit of an abstract concept, but I feel like, you know, if have any of you ever heard about this whole thing like manifesting or the movie The Secret and it's kind of it's become kind of like in fashion to you know manifest or just be positive that whole kind of movement but I feel like the just be positive movement has missed out a key part of what manifesting is about we've talked about this on the podcast before just thinking negative thoughts or just having fears doesn't make something like it's not going to make something happen you're not going to think things into reality. What matters is whether you take inspired action based on those thoughts and feelings that you have or just the things swirling around in your brain. Okay, so being positive and getting your hopes up, two very different things. But in terms of, you know, like, should I be positive all the time? Girlfriend, that is impossible to do. No matter what you do, there are always going to be times when things are going to suck a little or things aren't going to be perfect. So when people say just be positive, that's actually a really hard thing to do. That's near impossible. I do think that we need to recognize our blessings. If you have listened to the podcast for even a minute, you will know that one of the number one things that I recommend that you do is to start a gratitude journal. 
There's so much research out there that shows that it can literally change the way our brains function. Our brains are trained to look out for threats. Okay, when we listen to the news or we have negative things, negative things stick in our brains five times more than positive things. So it's really important for us to try and alter that balance in our brains and try to look at like what are the positive things or what are the things that we can be grateful for? What are the blessings that we have in our life? Okay, and we work through lots of things like this. We have this thing called highlighters in the intensive that we look at. And I do think that there are ways that we can bring ourselves out of a funk. There, I do think there are ways we can help ourselves generally feel more positive on a day-to-day basis. But that doesn't mean that we have to be positive all the time. So what happens if we try to be positive all the time is basically that deep down we might feel really still angry or sad or hopeless And it's really important, as uncomfortable or as unwanted as those emotions are, right? I know that I had a lot of anger on my journey bubbling up under the surface and I was pushing it down. I thought that, you know, what big girls are supposed to do is not cry and they're supposed to be tough and be strong. I ended up numbing out a whole bunch of my feelings, but it didn't mean that the feelings weren't there. I was actually so angry at this whole journey right? I was angry that I was working so hard and nothing happened. I was angry that things weren't panning out for me, but all of my friends were getting pregnant. I was angry that there were other people out there who seemingly so easily would fall pregnant. I was angry that when I would see someone, you know, eating junk food or doing the wrong thing, I was angry that why couldn't I do that? Because I felt like, you know, I needed to be perfect in order to conceive. I was angry at myself when I wasn't perfect, which perfection is a unicorn, like hello. And just all this anger bubbling under the surface that I was trying to pretend wasn't there, right? And basically what happens when we just let things fester under the surface is that they last longer, they are more intense, And you can only sweep them under the rug for so long until you explode, you have meltdowns. Have you ever had, you know, like just one, feels like one thing after the next and then you get home and it's five o'clock, you get home from work and you just lose your shit, like you just break down, right? There's a number of reasons for that in terms of our brain science, like our brain kind of switches into its limbic mode and out of Uh, prefrontal cortex and there might have been lots of little things that have just worn you down and that's where you know we can talk we talk about strategies in the intensive program that can help you deal with that a little bit more but the short answer is do you need to be positive all the time no way Jose and it's totally normal it's totally okay it's totally appropriate that we're going to have some times when actually we want to cry and actually when things feel and actually when things feel um, a little bit down and that's also kind of normal for how it goes in our cycle as well, right? When you're at ovulation, you're feeling positive, you're feeling confident, you feel like you've got everything in the bag and then, you know, as our hormones change in the luteal phase, the phase after ovulation, our hormones change, right? We get less energy and it's almost like this starting to be this winter season of hibernation and so we, that's where we start to feel less confident. You might notice that during the two-week wait, you do feel less motivated. You feel like you've got less energy. And it's not just the mindset of the 84-year 
long two-week wait and that you're feeling really nervous, some of that is also the hormones in your body as well, right? So how do you get through the sad days? So number one is understand that everything passes, right? Even the sad days, even our emotions. And like I said, when we try to hold them in, they're often more intense and they last longer. So this is not me. This is this is like evidence-based concept that that is what happens, right? So if we just allow it to pass, if we have like a really good cry and we look after ourselves and we're like, you know what? No is a full sentence. What, what does that look like? Maybe, you know, putting ourselves first, creating some boundaries. Maybe that's chucking a sickie from work. Maybe that's unfollowing a pregnant friend online. Maybe that's treating yourself to a massage. Maybe that's having some really frank and open conversations. Or maybe that is just literally having a really good cry and a glass of champagne, okay? And just letting go of some of the pressure that has been building up inside. Let me know. Do you feel like a really good cry and a glass of champagne, like let the pressure off what everything that's been building inside, okay? Come and reach out to me on Instagram and tell me, did that relieve the pressure that's building inside, okay? So just allowing that to happen can actually help it pass quicker, okay? Feeling those emotions, right? And here's the thing that I want you to know, all emotions, be that grief, be that sadness, will pass eventually even if you do nothing. Sometimes they come in waves and those waves come really, really frequently, right? And sometimes the waves come like a slower pace and things like that, but they do all pass naturally, okay? And it's really important for us to feel that. You know, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's really normal for you to feel like this journey is hard. Like how hard it is depends on so many different factors, but one of those is the tools in your toolkit. And if you don't have those tools, maybe go out and get them, but everything will pass on its own. Okay. The other thing that you can do is start looking into journaling, right? And just let, again, to allow you to feel what you feel, know what you know. And that is literally one of the secrets to overcoming the big emotional burdens that we feel sometimes. So just journaling on what you feel, even if, you know, what we teach in, what I teach in the Fertility Warrior Intensive is even if you don't feel like journaling, then just write, today I don't feel like journaling. And that's enough. It's to get into the routine and the habit of it. And I do do one-to-one coaching, but only for people who have completed the one-to-one intensive. And I was just saying on a live uh, in the group today that, When I speak to people one-on-one, one one of the number one things that we end up discussing with most people is I'll be like, okay, talk to me about like your daily routine. How are you supporting yourself through this? And so many people will say to me, well, I started journaling and I felt really great, but I've fallen off the wagon lately. So if I can give you one tip, it is to journal your emotions and be really consistent with it. If you find yourself you know, not being perfect, then congratulations, you're a human. But if you find yourself falling off the wagon, then maybe it's time to get back on the wagon, okay, and start trying to do that. Again, in the intensive, we have like a number of worksheets that can go through and help you with self-awareness. But just going through and allowing your emotions, exploring your emotions, having like a bit of wonder about your emotions over worrying about your emotions, like just exploring them and seeing how they feel, seeing what how open-minded you can be about your thoughts and your feelings and how accepting 
you can be of your emotions rather than judging yourself and telling yourself that your emotions and things like that are not okay how can you just accept those emotions accept yourself and not you know without judgment right the next thing that people say well is but I don't want to get my hopes up, okay? So that's a little bit different to being positive all the time and whether it's okay or not to have sad days, okay? Here's what I can tell you. I would rather get my hopes up any day of the week, any day of the week, right? And we had like a scenario just today where one of our warriors was in the two-week wait and she was like, I just can't, don't feel like I I can get my hopes up right now. Like I just feel really sad that this is not like, I feel like it's not panned out already. And that's kind of counting your chickens before they hatch because you don't know that. So I always say like, don't panic until you need to panic. Okay. So whether it's, you've been called back to the clinic, whether it's that you're in the two week wait and you don't think it's happened, right? Until, you know, there's like a 99% chance that it's not going to work, then don't panic until you know that it's not going to work. Okay. And then people say to me, well, yeah, but then I'll like, I'm going to crash and burn. So if I, you know, if I'm in the two week wait now, I don't want to get my hopes up in case it's negative. Well, okay. But then you, so you're, you are actively spending the next two weeks trying to feel shitty in case you feel shitty, right? Rather than going out of your way to be like, this is my last hurrah. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to go out. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm going to, what can I do? do that's going to be really like almost like bucket list two weeks right what can I do that's going to be really fun this next two weeks go to the movies am I gonna um, have like a really cool date night with hubby what have I got that I can look forward to and then when if the news comes that things haven't worked crashing and burning then right you are not going to crash and burn any lower you, in fact, if you try to not keep your hopes up, you will probably crash it and burn it even lower versus whether you were confident, whether you're like, I'm not going to panic, like I'm, it's going to be a maybe until someone tells me it's a no, right? I hope that makes sense, right? The difference is going to be in how you feel for the rest of that two weeks. How are you going to feel for the rest of that two weeks? Are you going to just go and sit in your bedroom and like FML the rest of the month Or are you going to go out there and be like, you know what, how can I treat myself and look after myself for the next two weeks? Uh, And then when the time comes, right, not counting your chickens before they've hatched, right, but, you know, actively trying not to sit in overwhelm and sadness and things like that just because you think it might not work because you don't know it might not work, right? So it's like your brain fucking you over. So... When your brain says to you, this isn't going to work, this is negative, I want you to reply, but what if it does work? Okay, so when your brain says, what if this doesn't work, just reply, but what if it does? Because you don't know. Then when your brain tells you something like, I don't know, it could be be really anything. Who are you to have a baby? Or you're not going to have a baby, you've got infertility. Or IVF cycles don't work. You can reply to yourself, but who am I not to have a baby, right? So when your brain's like, who are you to do this? Well, who am I not to? Why not me, right? Why not you? Okay, you you put in a lot of work. Maybe it won't happen straight away, but maybe it will still happen, okay? 
And I know that you've been burnt before. I know that you're like, oh, you know, if it's negative, it's going to suck. Like, I don't know how much more I can cope. I know that your heart just hurts so badly when things aren't happening for you. But it will hurt worse if you choose to sit with the story that it's never going to work for you. Okay, it's going to suck more if you are not open to all of the possibilities and open to the fact that it could work for you or open to the fact that, okay, even if it doesn't work this cycle, I'm committed to continually moving forward on my journey, right? Don't panic until it's time to panic. Don't feel sad unless it's time to feel sad. You have to allow space in your life to have a baby, right? And you will be allowing more space if you allow more joy into your life in the meantime. You will make better decisions if you are navigating towards joy and navigating to what looks after you the most, right? You'll have a much better and easier journey if you surrender to the path, like whatever the path is, right? Not being fixed on the path, surrendering to the journey. What is it? Whatever is the journey. Okay. If it's not, if someone tells me it's, you know, not going to work, then cool. It's going to be like a really shitty day. It's going to be sad. I'm not sure how I'll deal with it. Do you know what? That's fine. I'll figure out how to deal with it. I'll figure out what happens if it's negative. When I get told it's negative, rather than sitting and ruminating all day long on, you know, what it's going to look like if it's negative, because you don't know it's negative yet, right? So basically my take today is, do you need to be positive all the time? No, not really. You need to be aware of what your blessings are and not be like completely blindsided by the negative things in your life. It's not natural to be positive all the time. It's not necessary to be positive all the time. And it's completely overrated to be positive all the time, right? A good cry is incredible, guys. But getting your hopes up, I would get my hopes up every day of the week. I'm always going to assume that it's going to pan out until it absolutely doesn't pan out, right? Because that's how I'm going to make better decisions about my journey, whatever that journey for me is. That's how I'm going to enjoy my life more, soak up the individual tiny little moments that I have in life and create more enjoyment rather than sitting in the sadness right, of how hard this journey is. And if the time comes for things to suck or when the time things comes for things to suck, because there's always going to be sucky moments in our life, then I will accept and allow the suckiness and be with that suckiness and know that the suckiness will pass. I hope that episode has resonated with you. Like I said, I want you to come and reach out to me on Instagram and tell me what you thought of this episode. If you want more episodes like this, this is kind of a bit of a behind the scenes of one of the things that we've talked about in our Fertility Warrior Intensive. So we have our 12 modules and then I drop in with little lives, videos, posts, things like that in our Facebook group. Uh, and we do a monthly Q&A as well. We are actually going to be dropping in with lots more 
behind the scenes of the Fertility Warrior Intensive over the next couple of months to give you a little bit of a taste of what kind of things we talk about outside the core 12 modules. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so, 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 so much for your reviews on iTunes. I read them all and I'm so grateful. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Okay, Warrior, I need to ask you a huge favor. Did you know that the Fertility Warriors podcast comes out every Wednesday? So why not subscribe so that you get notified of future episodes? But also, if you liked this episode, and especially if you're a long-term listener, you would make my day if you would jump into your podcast player and leave me a written review. Seriously, I live for these. But more importantly, they tell the podcast gods that this podcast is helpful so that they can send it out to more people and you can help me help others in the process. I would be ever so grateful for a podcast review. But lastly, Warrior, I need to also let you know, I am not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me. And the information in this podcast is for information and inspirational purposes only, based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information you hear on the Fertility Warriors podcast for professional advice. And know that girl, in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes. Please check out my website, robinberkin.com, if you would like to read my full terms and conditions.